Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And welcome today. We have another lesson for you. Okay, today we're at th- on obedience at the back of the detachment book. It's another Bible study, Josh. Uh, obedience is an act of obeying. Read us the definition. Think voluntarily action or under authority, submissive. Obedience hears into intelligently and consists consents consensed with the contentment obedience listens carefully and conforms to a command the alternative to obedience is rebellion which ushers in tyranny which is harsh and oppressive authority uh, yeah yeah so we we don't want tyranny uh we want to consent with contentment and like we were talking before the show sometimes people think obedience is a dirty word (laughs) some people think submission is a doormat but if we're submitting to one another then we're serving one another and the really cool thing about my husband and i is when we first got married we probably we were both working um several you know he was working two or three jobs and i was working full time and and going to school full time and and we would we would rush home to do the chores before the other one got home now he'd say now just leave that yard till friday and i'd think okay thursday afternoon i'm gonna sneak and do it (laughs) and it was because we were fighting to serve each other that it was so strong yes um it was submitting to one another caring for one another serving one another and so when you have relationships like that you're going to be it's going to be a strong relationship so i want you to start um obeying the lord and obeying the word of the lord to serve each other so in uh john 14 15 what does it say if we love jesus we will obey him. Mm-hmm. Obedience is to do what is right, moral, ethical, and principle based. It is not to violate our conscience and join in with the rebels or cause unnecessary trouble. Yeah, so if you love me, keep my commandments, says Jesus. So I want to love and obey um, with the best understanding out of joy, out of a heart of joy, out of a heart of servant service. Um, I don't want to serve others that just take advantage of me. I, I want it to be in relationships that are healthy, that are a lot of give and take. Uh, so the second one, John 14, 16, and 17, what is the blessing of obedience? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you and another advocate. Mm-hmm. Oh, and help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Mm. The world cannot accept him because it, it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and he will be in you. So who's my counselor? Spirit of truth. Ah, and who's the spirit of truth? Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there are three there are three parts to the Lord, uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So if I am able to engage the Holy Spirit. It's because I'm walking in obedience to Him, and I've already said yes. Whatever you say, Lord, I will do it. Just let me know that it's you. And once I have that spirit of obedience, now I, um, the voice of the Lord has already been activated in me because He's ready to speak because He knows I'm going to obey. But if I'm walking in a spirit of rebellion, I can pray all day josh and it's just like my prayers hit the ceiling and bang smack me in the face so i want to be sure that i have an attitude of okay lord i'm willing to obey just make sure that i know that it's you so what's the command in ephesians 6 1 obey your parents in the lord 
Oh, in the Lord, for this is right. Yes. Yeah, so as children, we want to obey our parents in the Lord. Um, as adults, I want to honor my parents, but I only want to honor what's honorable about them. If yes. they're uh, abusive, if they're um, demanding and lying and coercing, yeah, no, you can't honor dishonorable. You can only honorable honor what is honorable in them. So Ephesians 6.2, what is the principle? Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So honoring my father and my mother out of duty, out of love, is going to give me a great promise. And what are those two promises? So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Hmm. So I want you to teach these scriptures to your children. And I want you to teach them to them in a way that they can live a long life and all can go well, but not in a way to manipulate them. You have to obey me if you want. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You have to obey, you, you obey me because it's what the Lord asks you to do and because I am a, I'm honoring the Lord, so you're honoring me. Does that make sense? Because yeah. we don't want to just teach them blind obedience to authorities that are mistreating them. Um, so let's look at 1 Peter 2, 13 and 14. What do we submit to? These authorities are our pillars of structure, stability, and peace in our land. So if I submit to my authority, now there's structure, stability, and peace. So submit yourself, for the Lord's sake, to every human authority, whether to be an emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those that do right. Every authority instituted by man, by authority of God, governors, police officers, teachers, employers, parents, ministers. So it says in the Bible that the Lord sets up leaders and he takes down leaders. So if I find leaders that are ungodly, well, they're not under my authority. They're under God's authority. So I basically point them out to the Lord, and I say, there they are, Lord. You correct them. And it's not very long till somebody over them corrects them. Yeah. It's not very long till they get distracted and move on or until um, – there's just there's just this big flip, and it's like, I didn't do anything. So if you try to correct your authority, you're going to be in trouble. If you go to them and you say, I see something, would, would you want me to tell you? And you don't talk behind their back. Then that, now they know that they have uh, somebody that's going to be dependable, that's going to be faithful, that's going to support them and give them uh, counsel and advice. Mm-hmm. And But yet... But it's your decision. I'll do what you tell me to do. So when you're you're doing that, you're literally doing a Daniel. You're doing respectful appeals to your authority, and you're doing it with honor. And so let's look at First um, Peter two fourteen. What's the purpose of authority? Or to governors who are sent by men to punish who, those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So the purpose of authority is to punish those who do evil and commend those who do well. So when we have authority who is doing evil, we have to turn them over to the Lord. There yeah. they are, Lord. You, you see what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. And I think a righteous city, a righteous people that are praying, will get righteous leaders. I think we're going to get who we are. So who establishes an authority in Romans 13.1? Let everybody, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. These authorities that exist have been established by God. So, okay, there it is again. God establishes our authority. So there's no reason for me not to obey them if they are moral, ethical, and legal. Um, I don't obey what's immoral, 
illegal or unethical. So number nine, 13, Romans 13, verse 2. So if I rebel against my authority, what should happen to me? Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So, uh, yes, so there's going to be judgment that's going to be brought on me um, if I choose to rebel. So, Acts 5.29, when asked to do wrong, what did Peter and the other apostles say? We must obey God rather than human Mm -hmm. beings. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. And they basically said, okay, whip us if you want, put us in prison if you want, chain us up if you want, put our feet in shackles if you want, but we will obey God. (laughs) Because what they were doing was telling them, whatever you do, don't go preaching in that name. And they're like, eh. Well, well, we're going to obey God. (laughs) So, and then they let God defend them. So, 1 Peter 5 5, what character trait do we need to develop uh, obedience? What character trait do we need? In the same way, you, you who are younger, submit yourselves to the elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. All right, so my coat, my shirt that I put on every morning needs to have humility written all over it. (laughs) And again, I don't think we understand that word humility. Humility is doing what's right with boldness and expecting persecution, and it's okay. It's okay to be pushed around and persecuted for doing what's right because that's humility. So humility is clothed in uh, in God's armor, to, so that he defends us. But if I'm uh, disobedient, if I'm operating in rebellion, then I'm prideful and I'm not going to get the favor of God. So number 12, 2 Timothy 2.15, how can we correctly handle the Word of God? Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed or who correctly handles the Word of Truth. So study. Study the Word of God so you can rightly handle that Word of God. Um, Josh, if I don't spend at least an hour a day in His Word, um, my thoughts are scattered. I'm a little busybody. My my busy, busy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm going in di- different directions with my thinking, and and I'm suffering. So if I'm in the Word of God, now I've got a scripture written on my hand. Now I've got one in my pocket. Now I've got something that the Lord has showed me for that morning. Something that is my job to do. And as I'm driving through the city, I'm praying for it. I'm not sitting there rehearsing my wounds. I'm literally praying for God to intervene here, intervene there, bless there. Take care of that, Lord. I trust you here. I trust you there. So 1 John 5, 3, how do we know we love God? In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands, and His commands are not burdensome. Yes, so if I'm obeying God, He says to forgive, I'm going to forgive. I don't feel like it, but He says to, so I'm going to do it. (laughs) He says, get clothed in humility. Okay, so I'm going to be addressing my rebellion. He says for me not to slander, not to gossip. not. I'm going to be obeying. I'm just. And if you say, well, I don't know what the will of God is, then just start with what you do know. Yeah. Yeah, so John 14, 21, who will Christ show himself to? Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I. I, too, will love them and show myself to them. So if you want more of the Father, if you want more of Jesus Christ in your heart, you want more of that Holy Spirit to burn in your heart with this presence of peace, then you're going to have to love Him, love His commandments, and and obey them. Galatians 4.17, why do people want you to be zealous for them? Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. 
what they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. They want to alienate you from other Christians. They want to make you zealous for them so they can control you. They can control your thinking, control your thoughts, get you to obey them, draw you away from what's good. So you want to be on guard for that. And I believe the Holy Spirit will help us to discern the good from the evil. So John 10, 7, 20, John 10, 27. If we follow Christ... Will we know right from wrong, and what is the skill we need to learn to do this? Yes, my sheep here will hear my voice and follow me. Listen is a maturity skill, and we will have to tune our spiritual ears to hear his voice. So there's so many times, Josh, that the Lord says, if you have an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. And so there is this spiritual ear that that can hear the voice of the Lord, and but I'm only going to be able to hear if I've prepared my heart to hear. And so when I'm I'm struggling and I'm going the wrong way, it's because I've not prepared my heart to hear Him. And so the skill that I need is to sharpen my ear, tune my ear, open my spiritual ear, and listen for His voice. So John 10, 28, what is the reward for following Jesus? I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. No one will snatch them out of God's hand. He gives us eternal life, and no one can take it from us. So I may not have regenerated my soul. I may not have overcome all my sin. I may not be walking in complete rebellious uh, uh, obedience. I may still be rebellious in some areas, but the Lord justifies me. He gives me eternal life when I come to Him and when I keep returning to Him and returning to Him. He's going to grow me up, and no one's going to snatch me out of His hand. So let's look at John 10, 29. Can anyone snatch us out of the Father's hand? Let's look at this. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of no, my Father's nobody, hand. Nobody, nobody. No. When you're in the Father's hand, you're in the Father's hand. So First Samuel 15, 22, to obey is better than... Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than fat, the fat of rams. So if I had a big check and I was giving it all to the Lord, but I was disobeying, <laughs> and the Lord's saying, I don't want that. I want your obedience first. I don't want your sacrifice. I want your obedience first. So let's figure out what rebellion is like and what arrogance or stubbornness is like in 1 Samuel 15, 23. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Wow. So rebellion is like witchcraft or the sin of divination. Arrogance is like stubbornness, and it's like idolatry. And so the Lord's talking to King Saul here, and he's telling him, you know, you didn't obey me. Uh, your arrogance has become an idolatry, and your rebellion is like witchcraft, and I'll not have it. So I reject you from being king. So it's important that we... We know that we set ourselves up to feel rejection, to feel um, our prayers hit us in the face, to feel a wall between me and the Lord when I'm in rebellion. So it's obedience that I need to have, but that's not going to come out of a hard heart. That's going to come out of a tender heart. Mm -hmm. And when I'm wounded, Josh, it's hard for my heart to get softened. 
So I need to take my heart to heart before the Lord, and I need to grieve for those things that have wounded me, and I need to say to the Lord, only you can soften this hard heart. Only you can take this rebellion out of my heart, because I, I don't know how to do it any other way. I don't know how to obey you. I want to, but I don't know how. Mm-hmm. And so as I take this and give this to the Lord, I think this obedience and this spirit of humility is a gift. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's something I can muster up. I'm just going to be humble today. Yeah. <laughs> He's not me. He's not no, in me. It's not. <laughs> I'm a little mouthy. Yeah. <laughs> so if I want to humble myself, I have to ask the Lord for the power to be able to be under that self-control of the Holy Spirit. So let's look at these um, principles. Number one, obedience. Gives us the power to overcome the world. First John 5, 4. Uh, rebellion. Brings us into the judgment. Romans thirteen two, and what is my duty? Honoring our parents is our duty. Yes, Ephesians six one through two, and this can translate into honoring our authority as adults. So let's look at the life skills here that we need. Close ourselves in humility. First Peter five five. Listen carefully to authorities. First Peter two thirteen through fourteen. Ju- studying God's word carefully. Second Timothy two fifteen. Listen carefully to God's word. John ten twenty seven. And what's the promises here? All will go well with you. Ephesians six one and two. You will have a long life. Ephesians six one and two. Eternal life. Ah, eternal life. Look at that. John ten twenty eight. We will have the counselor spirit of truth. In John fourteen sixteen through 17. So if we want to look at some memory verses, some things that we need to hide in our heart that we might not sin against Him that would give us a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that would be First Peter 5, 6, and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and that He may lift you up in due time. Cast out all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. And mm. John ten twenty eight. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can catch them out of my hand. You know, nobody's going to snatch them or catch them out of God's hand. And so whenever I'm memorizing Scripture, Josh, I want to say it. I want to say it out loud. I want to write it. I want to draw it out. I want to carry it with me. I want to write it on my hands. I want to post it on the mirror. I want to put it on my dashboard. I want to stick it in the center of my console, uh, on my on my steering wheel. I want my eyes to glance on it. And I can't tell you how many times I've written them out on a little three by five um, note card and stuck them in my purse. And then a month later, it falls out, and I'm like, ah. Oh, that's the exact one I need today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it comes with a chill. So when you have the voice of the Lord, when you hear the voice of the Lord, you're going to know it's the Lord. It's going to be an impression. It's going to be a feeling. It's going to be clean. It's going to bring peace. You're going to know. And so I want you to start listening for the Lord's voice. I want you to position yourself with a humble heart, with a willing spirit to obey and say, Lord, speak to me. And this was the study on obedience. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. also have Enablers books for Enablers Journey, and I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.